Chapter Thirteen of the Travelling Thirds by Gertrude Atherton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Thirteen. The train was two hours late. It crawled into the dark little station of Beza, and over and Catalina sat down at once in the restaurant, leaving the problem of the night until later. But hungry as the Englishman was, that problem dulled the flavour of the fair repast. How was he to protect the girl from curiosity and speculation, possibly coarse remark, above all from self-consciousness? It would be assumed at the inn, as a matter of course, that they were a young couple, and he turned cold as he pictured the landlord conducting them upstairs to the usual room with a bed in each corner. He heartily wished it was he who spoke the Spanish language, and that his companion was afflicted with his own distracting ignorance. But he must interpret through her, and to discuss the matter with her beforehand was, to him, impossible. For the first time he wished she were with the Moultons in Alcazar. Catalina did not share his embarrassment. With her hat pulled low that she might attract the less attention, she was eating her dinner with the serenity of a child as he seemed indisposed to conversation she did not utter a word until the salad was placed beside them and then she met his disturbed and roving eye you are looking fearfully tired she said smiling while you are drinking your coffee i will go and talk to that man behind the counter and see what can be done about tonight. you look as if you ought to be in bed this minute Ah, he was taken aback and still helpless. I must ask you not to talk to anyone unless I am with you. They would never understand. We had better cut the dessert and the coffee and secure what rooms there may be. I suppose most of these people are going on, but a few may remain. They went together to pay their score, and Catalina asked the functionary behind the counter if there were rooms above for travellers. He replied, with the haughty indifference of the American hotel clerk, that there were not. She demanded further information, and he merely shrugged his shoulders, for it is the way of the Spaniard to know no man's business but his own. But Catalina stood her ground, told him she would stand it till dawn, or follow him home, and finally, overcome by her fluency in invective, he unwillingly parted with the information that behind the station across the road, there was a small inn above a cantina. "'I am halfway sorry we did not leave a message for Mr. Moulton and go on,' said Over, as they stood in the inky darkness and watched the train pull out of the station. Probably, however, he would never have got it. Well, there is nothing to do but make the best of it. They crossed the sandy road, guided by the glimmer of the cantina. Here they found the host serving two men that would have put the Guardia Seville on the alert he greeted the strangers politely however and called his wife she came in a moment smiling and comely followed by a red-haired girl holding a candle catalina warned by her recent interview uttered a few of the flowery amenities that should lead up to any request in spain the woman beaming with good will took the candle from her daughter's hand motioned to the girl to take the portmanteaus and without apology for her humble lodgings piloted them out into the dark through another doorway and up a rickety stair over feeling as if he were being led out to be shot by the enemy 
saw his worst fears verified she threw open the door of a tiny blue washed room and there were the two little beds the more conspicuous as they were uncompanioned but for a tiny washing stand it opened upon a balcony and despite the bareness it was so clean and inviting it seemed to make a personal appeal not to be judged too hastily over was unable to articulate but catalina said serenely we wish two rooms senora two cried the woman and over understood both the word and the expression of profound amazement yes two there was no voluble explanation from catalina she looked the woman straight in the eyes and repeated two rooms and quickly please we are very tired the woman's eyes were wide with curiosity but before catalina's her tongue lost its audacity she replied promptly enough however but i have no other it is only by the grace of god i have this the train was late the diligences were put away for the night there were many and my house is small i see now the senor is a senorita's brother but for one night what matter catalina turned to over there is no other room she said over went into the apartment and lifting a mattress and coverings from one of the beds returned to the hall and threw them on the floor i shall be comfortable here he said curtly glad of any solution go to bed i prefer this anyhow for i didn't like the looks of those men downstairs good night good night said catalina and she went into the room and closed the door the english are all mad said the woman and she went to find a candle for the hallway guest it is doubtful if either over or catalina ever slept more soundly and the bandits if bandits they were went elsewhere to forage at dawn catalina was dressed and hanging over the balcony watching the retreating stars she heard a mattress doubled and flung into a corner the room was in order she flashed past over and down the stairs go in and dress she called back there is plenty of water for a wonder and he answered stay in front of the window where i could hear you if you called early as it was the woman and her brood were in the kitchen at the back of the house and she agreed to supply bread and cream for breakfast and make a tortilla for the traveller's lunch over came down in a few moments with his coffee-pot and lamp and they had their breakfast on a barrel-top in front of the inn as light-heartedly as if embarrassment had never beset them life begins early in spain notwithstanding its reputed predilection for the morrow and as they finished breakfast several rickety old diligences drew up between the inn and the station there were no passengers for the three little towns and over and catalina went in one of the diligences to beza twelve miles distance they spent a happy and irresponsible day roaming about the dilapidated sixteenth-century town and divided their tortilla out in the country in the great shadow of the sierra nevada they retained their spirits over the rough and dusty miles of their return but lost them suddenly as they approached the station the train however was three hours late this evening and they philosophically dismissed the moltons and enjoyed their dinner they lingered over the sweets and coffee then paced up and down the platform the englishman smoking and feeling like a truant schoolboy nevertheless he was not sorry that the end of the intimacy approached the results of propinquity might oft-times be casual 
but that mighty force was invariably loaded with the seeds of fate and he knew himself as liable to love as any man with the oddest and most enigmatic girl he had ever met who allured while striving to repel as devoid as coquetry as a boy or a child yet now and then revealing a glimpse of watchful femininity to whom nature had given a well-nigh perfect shell and thrown upon his protection in long days of companionship he summed it up curtly over his pipe i should make an ass of myself in a week he had had no desire to marry since the days of his more susceptible youth he was now thirty-four and although rich girls had made no stronger appeal to him than poor girls he was well aware that the dowerless beauty was not for him he was too good a soldier and too much of a man to be luxurious in taste or habit and although a guardsman he was born into the out-of-door generation that has nothing in common with the scented lapdogs made famous by the novelists of the mid-victorian era but when not at the front he indulged himself in liberty many hours at cricket and golf the companionship of congenial spirits a reasonable amount of dining out and an absolute freedom from the petty details of life travelling third class amused him the english aristocrat being the truest democrat in the world and wholly without snobbery single his debts worried him no more than bad weather in london but married he must at once set up an establishment suited to his position he had distinguished himself in south africa and his county rich and poor had upon his return at the very end of the war met him at the station and pulled his carriage over the miles to his father's house some two thousand men and women cheering all the way there had been so many in london to lionize since that war to which pampered men had gone in their heyday and returned grey and crippled that when he went up for the season he was merely one of a galaxy eagerly sought and fated but life had never slipped along so easily and pleasantly and after three years of hardship and many months of painful illness it had made a double appeal to a battered soldier still half an invalid he had dismissed the serious things of life as he landed in england and devoutly hoped for a five years peace therefore he was the less inclined to fall in love valuing peace of mind no less than surcease for the body catalina was by no means penniless and certainly would make a heroic soldier's wife but they had not a tradition in common and he saw clearly that if he loved her at all he should love her far more than had suited his indolent habit when not soldiering hence he welcomed the return of the moltons and even meditated a retreat a moon in the alhambra would finish me he thought glancing up at the waxing orb fighting its way through a stormy mass of black and silver a bell rang a whistle the only energetic thing about a spanish train shrieked and blustered above the slowing headlight of an engine approaching from the north you stand here by the thirds and i'll go up to where the firsts will stop began catalina but overheld her arm firmly within his no he said peremptorily you must not be by yourself a moment in this crowd you will be spoken to probably jostled at once and no doubt a rough lot will get out we will both stand here by the restaurant door i am not afraid said catalina haughtily that is not the point i was near coming to spain by myself what has that to do with me she gave a little growl and attempted to free herself by a sudden wrench but he held her 
and she stood sullenly beside him as the train wandered in and gave up its load. In a few moments she had forgotten her grievance and stared at him with expanded eyes. "'Let us go to the telegraph office,' he said. "'Mr. Moulton must have sent a message.' But at the office there was naught but the official and the cigarito and polite indifference. "'They miss the train. That goes without saying,' said Over. "'They are sure to arrive in the morning, I should think, and they can travel comfortably enough at night, first class. Will you ask what time the morning train arrives?' It was due nearly an hour before the train would leave for Granada. "'You will hear your nightingales tomorrow evening,' said Over cheerfully. "'The Moultons will never stay here all day.' With this assurance they parted, Over sleeping in another little blue-washed room. The entire fonder had been reserved for the Moultons. And the next morning they drank their coffee from the barrel-top, while their kind and now indifferent landlady made tortillas for the party. The train arrived on time, and without the Moultons. In the telegraph office the gentleman of leisure was still smoking, but after inquiring indolently into Over's name and rank, and demanding to see his cards and correspondence, he produced a telegram. It read, Toledo, Hotel Castilla, Moulton. Toledo? cried Catalina. I want to go to Granada. That's what I came to Spain for. If they go north that far, they won't come south again. They will take the steamer at Genoa. I won't go. It is by no means certain they won't return. It is only a matter of a day. Doubtless they are still dodging Jesus Maria. I think we had better join them. It is useless to expect explanations by wire. Granada can wait a few days. And Toledo, in its way, must be quite as interesting. Well, I'll soon find out, announced his companion. End of chapter 13